Welcome back to yet another edition of Fake News, fighting against knowledge extinction. And in this week's episode, we are going to be speaking about the White House correspondence dinner that received a lot of media attention because Michelle Wolf came out and basically caused a lot of controversy, but we will go I into mean, that. Wolf by name, Wolf by nature, she yeah. went for the jugular of the she Trump went for administration. The I was going to say, Trump's had a lot of trouble with Wolfs recently. Yeah, of but... Of course, his yeah. book, Fire and Through Michael Wolf. Was Michael it? Wolf, they said that on CNN, they, they were, or what, I think it was Fox, and they said, I thought, uh, Michelle Wolf, I thought it was Michael Wolf. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, let's go on to... Can you give us some of the history behind the White House correspondence? I, I, I will. I shall do that for you, Ross. So it was founded in 1914 by journalists uh, in response to an unfounded rumour that US Congressional Committee would select journalists who could attend uh, press conferences of uh, President Woodrow Wilson. Um, dinners usually include some kind of skit. Well, this is kind of contemporary now. Uh, they basically include some kind of uh, skits in which the president kind of mocks himself. It's basically a very light-hearted kind of uh, show between the president's administration and journalists and the kind of uh, appreciation of, I suppose, the um, the connection that they have. Because on one hand, you know, uh, a president, well, it's obviously he needs the media. I mean, yes, you know? and also it's quite close to the White House uh, press secretary, the relationship with the, they have with the media because yes. the press room's quite close. And it's... um. It's kind of an unspoken rule that the president would attend because it's a good PR win to be able to show that he's able to take, uh, you know, make him uh, take the uh, take the piss out of himself a little bit. Yes. I mean, Obama was absolutely fantastic at this. Um, but I mean, Trump, this is the second year in the row he hasn't attended. Uh, he was at a rally in Michigan uh, on the night it was, uh, you know, it, the dinner was. Um, yeah, he's used that as a kind of political win to say, you know, he had serious business to attend to i don't know how much he he did in michigan because they don't have drinking water in flint michigan but let's not go there interest do you think it's almost he's being a slight spoil sport and kind of saying i'm not going to go because i don't want to be basically ripped and i mean he was ripped in the end but you know i don't want to sit there whilst being mocked funnily enough though uh people may or may not know this it was actually obama's a few mm. years ago his white house correspondence dinner in which trump you know, a lot of people say that that's when he decided yeah. to run because he was being absolutely ripped about potentially, you know, running for office. Yeah. And then and he gave it a serious... Well, there were some fantastic close-ups of his face. Mm. And a lot of people have said, you know, that was the moment, you know, the coin dropped. And he yeah. was like, you know, I'm going to show these people. And look, credit where credit is due, you know, he did do that to a certain <laughs> extent. You know, he is now the president. Um, so let me just um, read something quite interesting, which was said by a New York Times columnist uh, called Frank Rich. This was back in mm. 2007, of course, when George Bush was the president. He basically implied that the New York Times would no longer take part in the dinners because apparently he said they've become a crystallization of the press's failures in the post 9-11 era. It just illustrates how easily a propaganda-driven White House can enlist the Washington news media in the shows. So, you know... It, That's a yeah, really great, really great encapsulation there of, I it, think, it what is. people are seeing because... So we're, we're talking about the Michelle Wolf because that seems to have bring brought the uh, greatest attention to it. Because, I mean, Trump has said in his tweets in response, stop the White House, uh, White House Correspondents' Dinner. And uh, a lot of people are saying what she did was, through a comedic means, um, it was speaking truth to power, which is the, the whole entire rule. Uh, well, it's uh, the duty of journalism. And people are saying they've, they've got a bit too cosy Especially this is surrounding, of course, Trump is known for the term fake news. So more than ever, 
this is a time for journalism to speak up and speak truth to power. What do you think the difference was? Do you think it was maybe, look, I'm going to play devil's advocate here, mm. as I love doing in, uh, in these fake news podcasts. Mm. Was it was it too much? Maybe it seemed that I mean I've watched uh, Obama's, I watched a few of George Bush's. They're very light-hearted. For example, Obama once had a uh, an angry impersonator. Mm. So whatever he said, you know, there was a bloke who was, was saying from it. From KMPU, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah a fantastic team. comedian. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he was kind of just doing it in a kind of really kind of mimicky, mm. funny, kind of angry way. This one, I have to say again, devil's advocate. Was it a bit too personal? Was it a bit too kind of close to? close to the bone a little bit kind of oh god that was a bit I, much. I think she spoke for the people who couldn't be in attendance because so she uh, people watched uh trump was in attendance uh but from his uh he told people from his administration to attend you know to that he couldn't be there but to seem as as if the administration is good sport so sarah huckabee sanders went who is his press secretary yeah to be a good face and michelle wolf uh, directed a lot of jokes at her and a lot of people I mean, it's uh, there's been a lot of outpour, especially about that, because people said she's a mother, she's a working woman. How dare she talk about, say, her figure in front of the people and mock her? Um, I, the, from what I saw, there was no mockery, and she's uh, the Michelle Wolf has come out and said I specifically stayed away from figure, and it's like sexist in a way if you know you just attack a woman because of her figure mm. and a man because of his intellect. I mean, the quote she said was, uh, I think she said she burns facts. And then uses the ash to make a create uh, a perfect smoky eye makeup. Mm. I mean that doesn't affect. So what she's done is she's it's not too offensive. But she hasn't attacked her, um, yeah, her body or anything. She has no control over. She's attacked the the choices she's made, protecting Trump and obvious lies. And people have said, you know, she she offended her makeup, whereas Trump calls Mexicans rapists. Yeah, I mean, oh, completely, completely. It's, it's kind of a taste of your own medicine. But now, uh, I mean, politics is all about being adaptive to the situation. Seems almost too much like some of these political groups or the journalists have adapted too much. And now they're on the bandwagon. And how dare they say such yeah. a thing? You know, I, I was reasonably shocked at the uh, the lack of response in the room, despite the fact I completely see the argument. Some of the jokes were maybe a bit slightly too much. Uh, I mean, there was an abortion. There were abortion. abortion one. I mean, we it almost felt like a um, people. Mm. But. Well, it almost felt like a kind of Comedy Central roast at times. And yeah. and yeah. you think as as Frank Rich says, he he refers to it as a show. You know, uh, it shows how easily the the administration can um, put it put a kind of show on for the press. But I think it also works the other way around, and it has it has become very very Hollywood. So. Just a few of the, you know, this from about 2011, you've had uh, Jimmy Kimmel, Conan O'Brien, Seth Meyers, and uh, Hassan Minhaj uh, present it, as well as Michelle Wolf, the most recent well, one. I mean, it, it, but, I mean what you've said is they're all kind of male figures. They so do so you think they're going to, she said in a way they thought she would, and she even says in her sketch, they think she's going to taper it down solely on the basis she's a woman. She's like, did you not see any of my material? Like, yeah. You know, yeah, so yeah, it's, yeah. Um, it's very interesting, the whole uh, dynamics. And also I think, a lot of her speech was impacted by kind of the, you know, all the movements going on, Me Too, gun violence, because there's a lot of anger, obviously, at the Trump administration, and mm. she was kind of the channel and the medium for that. She was almost the people's champion to a certain extent. Um, but, I mean, it was, it, at times watching it, it was painfully the lack of response, but she just kept she driving kept it, it and she, driving it. It was almost like uh, water off a duck's back. Do you know what I mean? Uh, she seemed she was getting no response, but she kept persevering. Because um, 
I think very clearly because she had a point to make. She was, you know, she was speaking for the people who they. I mean, that's what men, journalists are meant to do. She was speaking for these, for the people who couldn't. It was have brave. A voice. To no, no, it was brave. She was speaking from the voice of the, uh, say, the liberal Americans or the people against Trump and his lies and what his administration stand for. That was the job of the journalists, and then they go on to criticize her. I yeah. mean, that shows a real death of kind of journalism there. I suppose so. I mean, that's an interesting point now. I mean, we could speak for hours about, you know, the, the role of uh, journalists in the world now mm. with the rise of social media. Everyone's a journalist now. All the bloggers, everyone has their opinions uh, and they can and they can throw them out to the world uh, whenever they like. So it's, you know, the, the obviously the traditional idea of journalism has gone down the pan a well, little I mean, bit. And also the, the, there's a strict code of ethics with journalism. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And look, it is meant to be a light high night. We're not taking it too seriously. We no. know what the night's all about. It's meant to be light It's meant to be a bit of a mockery. But I mean, uh, it's a principle I mean, of freedom of speech behind it. This all, of and course, what, and then, what is being threatened. But then I don't think so. Of, of course, I agree with freedom of speech. But I mean, I, surely there's a line. I'm not saying she crossed it, but I think it's good that people have maybe questioned some of the things I mean, she said. The, because the, if she got up and said, "I hope Ivanka dies in a car crash." That's not on. Do you know what I mean? Despite the fact that she is allowed to say that freedom of speech, but I think there has to be a line in the sand. The kind of middle liners have said um, it's the fault of the correspond- White House Correspondents Organization. They said, you know, they shouldn't have got her on to the yeah. show. Whereas, I mean, and then Trump, has, as I said earlier, he said it's time to stop the whole uh, organization, but also he labeled her filthy. He mm. said that filthy. I mean, the terminology he uses and then and no one else is allowed to use. Mm. It's And he'll shut down people. Who, like, you see him in uh, press talks and he'll shut down people, especially he hates and also loves. He's got this odd relationship with the New York Times. He wants to be admired by that because he sees it as a very classy kind of the New York elite Well, it paper. is the main kind of yeah. paper, isn't it? And, but, and he made his bread and butter in New York. So he would have yeah, a lot of kind of encounters with them but uh, the gossipy man- He's normally been in gossipy magazines. But he says, he'll say to people, no. Your, your fake news just because they come from this organization no i'm not talking to you yeah yeah and it's it's just utterly bizarre it is bizarre i tell you what my problem with this with mm. with michelle wolf um hosting this and and her kind of her jokes and all that it had a sinister vibe to it there was a certain sinister side and whether that was acknowledging almost acknowledging the elephant in the room that trump is a very or elephant not in the room yeah exactly <laughs> Uh, acknowledging that Trump isn't a popular president, acknowledging that he has said some horrible things, he has some horrible viewpoints, I think that's fair to yeah. say, despite the fact that we do like to sit on the fence here. To me, there was a sinister vibe to what she was saying, and like I say, it was kind of acknowledging the fact that this is Donald Trump and he's the president. Was it her fault? You know, they got her along. They knew that she she's she's a very liberal kind of comedian. Well, I mean, all, all comedians now, comedians are almost political uh, commentators, and... I mean, it's too easy with Trump in president. To oh no, it is too up. easy. But I do think there was a, there was a certain vibe to this one, a certain sinister vibe that we haven't seen. Even with George Bush, you know, after yeah. post nine eleven, the the illegal war in Iraq, you know, I mean, America's, even that wasn't as sinister as what happened. But I mean, a few America's never been so fractured. And I think what it is is, um, she was she was the voice and the spokesperson for a lot of the the liberal and some would say the elites in America. The kind of east coast elites because what does she riff on she riffed on abortion she riffed on women she kind of and a lot of uh you say the right right wing people who are strong in the right wing would say this is also 
you know, another view of this elitist kind of, she was spouting their views when the, they would say the right wing's already spoken and the, like Trump's administration. Okay, so let me let me pose a question to you. Mm. Trump's obviously pretty right wing, I think yeah. it's fair to say. How would you feel if uh, there was a extreme, not, not extreme, if there was a left wing president in office yep. and a right wing comedian got on stage and absolutely attacked them and their left wing values? I think both of us and a lot of people in the world, a lot of especially left wing people, would be outraged. They'd say, how dare they let Steve Smith come on stage mm. and rip this this president, this this person who has you know my belief systems and 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 has you know good core values. So I do think maybe slightly double standards because I can almost yeah, guarantee I, I mean, that there would be an uproar I, if someone attacked and said horrible personal jokes about a left wing president. And I, I do think I completely see the the yeah. right argument about how there are double standards. It, seem, I, I, it seems completely okay to attack the right, especially that abortion joke. I mean. I saw some right wing commentator and he was saying this is appalling, this is disgusting. Because, yeah. Um, but I mean, also with Obama, when he was, they did this, it was it was very chummy. Every every time he had the White House correspondent, it's very chum- chummy, you know, everyone was kind of the well-educated elite. He's like, the left really loved him, the liberal left loved him because he's read the same books we have, he's got the same, you know, he's yeah. seen the same films, all the, he knows the reporters, da 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 They've gone to the same kind of university. Mm. And yeah, you do have a point when... Um, and also I think... I think it's a lot easier to rip on, the say, the right wing because they t- hold it so uh, firmly. They're mm. so rigidly in one position. And I think that's what makes it easier to rip on. Well, it's easy because obviously they're conservatives and, you know, by definition, they're not, you know, forward-thinking people. And I'm using quotation marks because that's yeah, the generalisation. Yeah. They're not forward-thinking people. Sacred They're stuck values. in their way. Sacred values. And so I suppose it is fairly easy to rip that. Just one quick question before we go. Mm. And I've wondered this for years now. And I think it's a very interesting point, if I do say so myself. Mm. Why do you think com- comedians are the world's political commentators now? That anyone, every comedian is almost... They, they literally sprout their views. And often... Uh, if if you look at let's say American television, mm. Jimmy Kimmel, mm. yeah. Jimmy Fallon, even now James Corden over in America, they're all left wing. So basically, they just go out, they come on stage, do their shows, and and they sprout and they just basically say Trump's a dick, Trump's a dick, Trump's a dick. Can't believe Brexit happened over in England. What the, what the hell are they all thinking over yeah. there? To a certain extent, I don't think that's fair. That's almost a form of propaganda. To a certain extent, I think. My point a minute ago about the right, if that was if that was a right wing comedian saying these things, you'd be like, mm. well, hold on, is he allowed to say this? Uh, and two, I just think, is politics at a point I've mentioned before caricatures? Mm. You know, that's we have we have, we have Trump and yeah. Boris Johnson I mean, and May. Becoming, uh, I mean, I mean, is it like a comedy show? Is it a circus? Is that how to like to a point where comedians now who traditionally are the kind of jokers, the the clowns who, yeah. who walk around juggling, now they are the political commentators of our time? What does that say about about you know modern day politics? I think also if you look at say as go far back as Charlie Chaplin, he did the film The Great Dictator. Great film. And he said um, the way to really. Uh, attack these guys is to mock them is to make a, a charade of it i think that the world we live in has got so absurd it's the rule it's the idea you know truth is stranger than fiction they're not even making comedic jokes they're just commentating on what's happened because it's so 
yeah bizarre but um and that, like maybe making a face like he said that yeah and, and then you, she you, said that i mean he's a you, you for, for a comedians trump is like a godsend because you don't you can't even keep up with it because it, it's just you don't really have to say much but, but i then, think humor think... has a really strong uh way of cutting through the crap oh i but completely it, it, agree it gets straight to the bone of the matter and it can shout at the absurdity or ridiculousness rather than say a 500 word article you know, a two sentence yeah. joke but then gets the heart of it. Do you think it almost dilutes uh, what you know? Do you think it dilutes the issue? Oh, so it, it simplifies hugely. A, it does a, a so, complex problem. So let's say uh, Trump uh, and immigration. His is again his backwards immigration ideals and policies. Yeah. And again, we sit on the fence, but I think we can agree that's kind of a fact. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, when uh, when Seth Meyers, who I didn't mention a minute ago. When he when he comes out to do a show and he and he almost makes light of that, he says, "I can't believe Trump done this, etc., cetera, etc." Cetera. Do you think you know, as a viewer, you watch that and you kind of, rather than seeing it in the in the in the in a sinister way you did before, you mm. kind of see it now, and then you go and tell your friends about the funny jokes Seth said about it, rather than the actual issue itself. I think I um, very firmly believe if you didn't laugh, you'd cry, and I think that's mm. that's you've got to somehow adapt to it, and I think humor is the best way. On that note, guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Fake News. And we'll be back next week for another one. From me, Tom. From me, Ross. Have a great weekend. Fight the power. Fight the power. I was going to go for a nice, you know. Oh, okay. Just have a nice drinks weekend in the sun. But you're there like, fight the power. Yeah. And have a great back holiday as well. It's meant to be bloody 25 degrees on Monday. So. Lovely. Whatever you're doing, enjoy yourself. All right, guys. See you later.